Hey friends, you're listening to season two of the Beside Quiet Waters podcast. I'm Lisa Nichol, and I'm here to help you find Jesus in your everyday. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 14 of the Beside Quiet Waters podcast, and I am glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about how do we keep going when we feel so weary? This was one of the questions that came back from somebody on social media when I put that big ask out earlier on in the year. And first thing I want to say is just thank you so much for writing that. I think that takes a lot of courage and vulnerability, and I just appreciate that offer of friendship with me. I think that a lot of us feel weary, and we look and think, this is the time I'm made for this. Children are a blessing from God. This should be easy. And while you might be made for it, and children are a blessing from God, it doesn't mean that it's actually going to be easy. And a lot of us struggle with feeling like because we feel weary, we are a failure. But here's the truth. You feel weary and you feel like being a parent is hard because it is hard work. And anybody who tells you otherwise is selling something. There's just no other option. It's hard work and it doesn't mean that there won't be joy. There doesn't mean that there won't be laughter. But it is hard work. And hard work makes us weary. And I think a lot of us struggle with weariness, even if nobody says it, because they don't want to say it. We feel like we look at Instagram, we look at social media, we look at books even that people write, and they're they're writing ideals, but presenting them as if they're truth. And so I just want to say, all of us feel weary. And there's really good reason to feel weary. Because the funny thing about parenting is that it's not like the difficult things in life suddenly stop when you have kids. It'd be a lot easier if there was sort of this boundary that said no bad things can happen to this couple because they just had a baby and for the next 15, 16 years they're going to be having children, raising children, and they uh, they don't have to have anything bad happen to them. The truth is, is that a lot of bad things or difficult things or challenging things can happen while we're parenting and most likely do. And my tendency is want to just find a silver bullet. I love silver bullets. I wish they existed. I wish that I could just find the thing to tell you. Here's the three life hacks, four life hacks, you know, go to church, uh, read your Bible, pray every day, get a doctor and find some friends and your life will be solved and you won't feel weary. And the truth is a lot of those things are very helpful. Finding a doctor, spending time in God's word every single day, being a person of prayer, getting some friends. Those are very helpful, but they just aren't going to immediately solve everything in your life. And partially why it took me a little while to get around to this question is because I've just been thinking, you know, how do I share without just giving quick fixes for something that I don't think has a quick fix? So where I've settled is I'm just going to talk a little bit about my own story. And hopefully there can be an offer of friendship and relationship between us and to know that you're not alone because I think that part of the big struggle with weariness is even just knowing that we're not the only ones who ever felt this way. So my own mothering journey and life journey has been deeply acquainted with weariness. I had my first kid and I experienced postpartum anxiety and a little bit of depression after I had my first child. That was very, very challenging. And she also didn't like to sleep. And when I mean didn't like to sleep, I mean, I have never heard of a baby who slept less than this child. And so that was very difficult because I am naturally a person who loves to sleep and I've always been tired. But as I continue on my motherhood, I start to understand why it is that I'd always felt tired. And the other thing that started with my first kid was I started to notice very intense pain that would have on and off again. 
and it just continued through all of my pregnancies. It would kind of go away when I was pregnant and then it would come back. And by the time I'd had my third kid, I was looking around at other parents and just thinking, you know, not everybody I know is needing to have a nap every day. Not everybody I know is completely exhausted. So I went to my doctor and discovered that I had iron deficiency anemia and had had it for a very long time. And my iron levels were so low that I almost didn't have any. And I began a long journey with a lot of IVs and iron infusions to try and help me cope and function. The other thing is, is that pain that started to get worse after my first child I discovered was endometriosis. Obviously I'd had it for longer than just with my kids. But, so living with chronic pain and chronic exhaustion and anemia, and then those different things, they mess with both your hormones and your mental health. And so I had some Pretty significant struggles also with anxiety connected with my weariness. On top of all the rest of that, we had, you know, diff some difficult church stuff. We had some friends go through some really difficult mental health challenges. We had grief and people that we knew died and lots of things. Like our life didn't stop just like for a lot of you. And I imagine that your story might be a little bit different in terms of what has happened to you but that there's lots of things that have happened in your life that have made the weariness that much more difficult. So some of you might know as listeners that I also have a blog and you can check it out. I'm just transitioning actually over to a Substack, so you can look at lisanickel.substack.com or besidequietwaters.net. As I was looking back at a lot of those blogs, I could they're almost all about weariness or feeling like life is difficult. And the first one that stuck out to me was this one I wrote about my Sabbath garden. So I had a time or certain times where I would have, I just call them crashes, where I would kind of experience panic disorder for a couple months. All the medical stuff would kind of pile up and I would kind of have these crashes. And normally I would plant a garden. We just had a little tiny garden space, but it was a lovely thing that I liked to do. And as the time was coming closer, I just realized I wasn't going to be able to do it this year because I was in the middle of one of my crashes. And the idea of even just getting to the store and getting the seeds seemed like too much, let alone weeding and watering and doing all the things needed to take care of a garden. And I just knew I wasn't going to be able to plant a garden that year. And so I decided to have a Sabbath garden. I felt God was saying, just take a break this year. So I took a break and I didn't do anything and the amazing thing that happened in that time was that my Sabbath garden was as abundant as my regular garden. See, the sunflowers had volunteered a bunch of seeds, and so we had more sunflowers than we normally would have planted. We had the best strawberry crop we'd ever had, and a bunch of different plants that hadn't grown for a long time decided to grow that year, and they were beautiful flowers. And it was an incredible thing to see that God is working when I can't. I just want to say this to you in your weariness that God is working even though you feel like you aren't doing much or you feel like you don't have the strength to do what you would like to be doing. One thing that my weariness has taught me or showed me is that so little of what happens in my life is reliant on me and most of it is God's good gift to me. And I just want you to know that despite how you're feeling. Maybe you used to be a person who had a high capacity and you did a lot of things and you're involved in lots of leadership or you're always leading things in your community or your neighborhood or your church and now you can't do that anymore. Or maybe you can't host people the way you like to or your meals aren't as fancy as they used to be. And I just want you to know that despite all those things that you're seeing that you aren't able to do, 
that God is really working in your life and through your weariness. In 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about his own thorn in the flesh, this thing that he asked God to take away and God didn't. And God's answer to him is, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And it's often in our weakness that other people around us are able to see God glorified because it gets our gifts and talents out of the way. And it's very painful to go through weariness. And it's very hard. I'm not trying to dismiss that. But I just want you to know that despite what you are feeling, God is working just like my Sabbath garden. He's bringing abundance. He's bringing life. And I hope that he gives you eyes to be able to see how he continues to move and give you all that you need, whether or not you feel like you have the energy to be working for it. Because my weariness really taught me how much I thought everything was dependent on me. And then when all of these other medical things and just being a parent in general ate up all of my resources, I had an opportunity to see God's beautiful grace that was totally unearned and to know that he loved me whether I could do anything or not. This was a really, really important life lesson for me. And the other thing that I know that is definitely happening for you in this time is you are learning compassion for other weary people. Sometimes we just don't know what it's like until we've gone through it. And nothing in your life is wasted with God. Andy Squire's a poet, priest kind of musician that I like. He has this just wonderful song called Dead Horse where he just talks about, you know, nothing is wasted with you. And it's true. Nothing is wasted in God's economy. He uses everything to his glory and to our good. In your weariness, you are going to learn compassion for others. And it is going to bring good fruit in your life. Because as you come out of this season of weariness, and you will, you won't always be quite this tired. But God is going to redeem the experience of weariness that you have had to minister to other people. See, we minister out of our woundings. I wish we ministered out of our strengths, and sometimes God lets us do that. But the most powerful and effective ministry that we do to other people is out of our wounding. And that'll be true for your kids as you learn to have compassion for them as they find life weary as they grow. And it'll be true for your neighbor and for people that you meet through kids' activities, sports, music lessons, people you meet at church, anyone, because everybody is going to go through a time of weariness. And the weariness might not always be from children for people, but I just know that what is happening for you right now is you're being softened through possibly the pummeling of your soul to be a compassionate person to those around you. And that is going to be a wonderful gift and a redemption of this difficult time right now. And the reason I know that it's going to be redeemed is because when I was a young mom, I had moms reach out to me who had had weary seasons and help me. My first kid was a big talker. And at three months, I remember having to leave a church service because she was talking so much. And I was so frustrated because she wouldn't fit these boxes that I wanted her to be in. She wouldn't be a quiet little child. She wouldn't sleep at night. She wasn't doing anything. And I was struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression, and it was hard to connect with her. And one of the moms who had had four kids herself and so had really been through it, I remember at the end of the service, she would take my daughter, she would hold her up, and she would let her babble away to her, and then she would respond as if she knew what she was talking about. And this lovely older woman in my church really modeled to me how to love my kid 
and how to be able to see my kid with eyes that I needed to, but was way too tired to see her with. And there are a couple women that came alongside me when my kids were really little and just really ministered to me out of their own challenges, out of their own difficulties that they had had. They had compassion on me in this time and were able just to say, oh yeah, this is an insane time. It's really hard. And I just needed someone to voice that instead of pretending like, you know, sometimes we say to people, oh, you're going to value these years later and, and enjoy it right now. And you're thinking, I'm just trying to survive. And I just felt like God gave me some women who didn't say that to me. They said, it is a hard time and you're going to get through and we're going to walk with you through this. And I know that some of you are listening and you have been through the weariness and you're not so weary anymore, at least with kid weariness. And I want to encourage you just to reach out to the young moms that you know that are around you. Speak into their lives, offer them encouragement, speak honestly about what that time was like for you and just allow them to have that relationship and friendship with you. Because we really need that. Moms really need people who are ahead of them to let them know that it's not always going to be like this, but they're not crazy for finding it difficult because you also found it difficult. Now we're getting to the end of the time limit that I sort of have made for myself for podcasts because I know you don't have a lot of time. But I just have one last thing I want to say. This isn't the end of your story. I can remember sitting on a rainy spring day looking out the window. I was in the IV clinic. I was getting my IV put in. And I just thought to myself, this is not how I imagined spending my 30s. The funny thing about the fact that I was getting iron infusions is that everyone else that was also getting an iron infusion in the room with me was 80 years old or older. (laughs) It just wasn't something that normal 30-year-olds were getting. And I needed them just to be able to function. And honestly, even with them, I really wasn't functioning very well and eventually had a bunch of surgeries to help deal with it because it just, it never really took for me. And I just remember thinking to myself, is this the end of my story? Like, is this it? This is as good as it's going to get. And I just want to say to you, this isn't the end of your story. This isn't how it's going to end. Even Jesus on the cross, he quotes Psalm 22. And if you get a chance, look up Psalm 22, right? He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the, the end of that Psalm, though, is where at the very end has this wonderful triumphant end where it says, he has done it. And Jesus is saying, even in this moment where this is the darkest moment in all of human history forever, it is not the end of the story. Because the end of God's story and the end of God's work in your life is going to be victorious. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be full of hope. In Philippians, Paul says, God is the one who began this good work in you, and I am certain that he won't stop before it is complete on the day that Jesus Christ returns. See, God has begun a good work in you, and right now you might be in the middle of the most difficult part of your story, but he is going to bring it to completion, and his work is good, and it is beautiful, and the timing is just right, and it's full of joy, And I just want you to know that this isn't the end of your story. It's not always going to be like this. 
So I hope that some of these things of my story are encouraging to you in this season of weariness. And the truth to the question, you know, how do we keep going when we're so weary? Is we keep going by the sheer grace of God. We keep going because God is going to sustain us. Because God has promised to bring his good work in us to completion. And it has very little to do with our energy and very much to do with him. See, when we reach the end of ourselves and we experience our finiteness, then we are brought back into the right relationship with God where we're dependent on him. And it can be really awful and it can be very painful. And I remember lots of church services and up in the night and in the morning, just having tears in my eyes of just not knowing how I was going to continue on. But I just want you to know that in the grand scheme of things, as we zoom out, this is going to be part of your story, but it's not the end. It's not the defining moment of your life. The defining moment of your life is how you continue walking with Jesus. And I know that you're trying to do that. And I want you to know that God is pleased when he sees you doing that. So we're just going to end with a little prayer because I always like to leave you with a blessing. Jesus, you said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. I, we ask for rest today. And may each of you listening know the God who gives you rest in your weariness. May you know Jesus to be the living water. May you know Jesus to be the bread of heaven. May you be filled with a fresh indwelling of the Holy Spirit and may times of refreshment come into your soul. In the moments when you despair, may God turn your eyes to him. May you look up and see that all is well with him and therefore all will be well with you. And may you know the compassionate Jesus turning to you in your difficulty and may you be changed by this time. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. If you heard something that you felt was encouraging or you know would be encouraging to someone else, I would love it if you would share this podcast on either your social media or with your friends. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which is connected to my Substack, lisanickel.substack.com. And you can check out some of my old writings that I'm working on transitioning to my Substack at BesideQuietWaters.net. All right, that's everything for me today. I hope you have a blessed day and that you're given eyes to see Jesus working in your everyday.